Hello and welcome to Let's Enter the Arena. I'm your host, VM Campos. This is the podcast where I talk with a member of the Magic the Gathering community, and we focus on Magic Arena. This week I'm doing something a little bit different. A little backstory first. This week I was sponsored by Wizards of the Coast as a featured streamer. This was so cool. They reached out to me and said, would you like to stream this week and we'll promote you. It took a little bit more effort than that, but that was the, the short the short of it. So my day was Monday, August 19th. I got a lot of viewers on my stream. It was really cool. As such, I couldn't record a podcast with a guest. So this episode will be a deck tech. So that's the first thing that's different. I don't have a guest, and I'm going to talk about one deck. The second thing that's different is I'm going to talk about a commander deck. Now, Commander is not available on Arena at the moment, although as of this recording, Brawl is coming to Arena. If you don't know what Brawl is, it's basically Commander, but it's 60 cards, the starting life total is 30 instead of 40, and the card pool is everything in Standard. So this is not a Brawl deck, although I could rework it a little bit and make it into a Brawl deck ready for when we play Brawl by the end of the year. This is going to be a plain old Commander deck, but I like to put a lot of stipulations on myself, so this could very well be a Brawl deck, because it's mostly cards from Standard. After all, it's the cards that I already own. I don't really go out of my way a lot to make the perfect deck, getting the perfect cards, the perfectly expensive cards. I play with the cards that I have, and if I do some fun things, I'm happy. I want to win, of course. So let's talk about my deck. The commander is Etrata, the Silencer. So this is a Demir deck. It's blue and black. Etrata is a vampire assassin for two generic mana plus one blue, one black. She's a 3-5. She cannot be blocked. So when she attacks, she's unblockable. And what happens is, whenever Etrata deals combat damage to a player, exile a target creature that player controls and put a hit counter on that card. And basically the opponent loses the game once they have three creatures with hit counters. So that's such shenanigans. After all, when it attacks and it's unblocked, you will exile one of their creatures, put a hit counter. She returns back to the command zone, because normally she shuffles back into the deck. You can choose to shovel her back, but then you have to draw her again, and in a 100-card deck, that's a little tricky. So you can have her go back to the command zone, but she's got the tax of two more. So she'll get expensive to do her assassinations, but you might be able to do it to one opponent at least. And again, do you want to win the game, or do you want to meme the game? And what I want to do is meme the game, but also win. So she's the commander. My mana base is 14 swamps and 14 islands. But then I've got some utility lands. I have a copy of Terramorphic Expanse and Evolving Wilds. Evolving Wilds is in M20 and Terramorphic Expanse is in Ultimate Masters. Both are exactly the same. Tap this land to sacrifice it, search your library for a basic land, put it into the battlefield tapped. So one of each of those. From Dominaria, I have Memorial to Genius and Memorial to Folly. They both enter tapped and it gives you either a blue or black mana. Memorial to Folly, you pay a black plus two, sacrifice it to return target creature card from your graveyard to your hand. And the genius, 
four plus blue tap sacrifice, draw two cards. So those utility lands will work a little bit better as the game goes on. I've got a gateway plaza. This is from Ravnica Allegiance. It enters tapped. When it enters the battlefield, tap another land or sacrifice it. But then it gives you mana of any color. I've got Interplanar Beacon from War of the Spark. Whenever you cast out Planeswalker spell, gain one life. I've got a few Planeswalkers in this deck, so that'll work. Tap it for colorless mana. Or pay one and a tap to add two mana of different colors. Spend this mana only to cast Planeswalker spells. I have Arch of Oraska from Rivals of Ixalan. Tap it to add colorless mana. Or pay five and tap, draw a card. You can only do so when you've ascended. So this card lets you ascend. If you've got 10 permanents on the field, you have the city's blessing and you get this extra ability of drawing cards. And lastly, I've got Blast Zone. It enters the battlefield with one charge counter. Tap it to add colorless. You pay two X mana, two generic mana, twice, to put counters on the Blast Zone. Eventually, you pay three generic and tap, sacrifice the Blast Zone, and destroy each non-land permanent with a converted mana cost equal to the number of charge counters on Blast Zone. So that'll let you wreck your opponent's creatures based on the number of charge counters on it. I have a variety of types of cards in my deck, and there is the type of Mana Rock. These are artifacts that give you more mana. I've got Scuttlemutt from Corset 2020. Three casting cost artifact creature, Scarecrow. It's a 2-2. But it also taps to add one mana of any color. So it's a mana dork and a mana rock at the same time. Tap it, target creature becomes the color or colors of your choice until end of turn. Not really relevant in this deck, however. Next is Manalith. For three mana, you get an artifact that taps for any color of mana. That's from Corset 2019. Next is Vessel of Endless Rest. Also three mana, also taps for any color. This is from Ultimate Masters, and it has the extra ability... When the vessel enters the battlefield, put target card from a, from a graveyard on the bottom of its owner's library. So you can take away someone's card from the graveyard and put it at the very bottom where they'll have a hard time getting it. Next is Fountain of Ikor, also three mana, also tap to add a mana of any color, but then pay three mana. Fountain of Ikor becomes a 3-3 dinosaur artifact creature until end of turn. This one is from Modern Horizons. And lastly, for four mana, we have the Firemind Vessel. It enters the battlefield tapped, but then when you tap it for mana, it gives you two mana of different colors. Those will come in handy for my next type of cards, Planeswalkers, starting with Davriel, Rogue Shadow Mage. He is two plus black for a three loyalty Planeswalker. Static ability is at the beginning of each opponent's upkeep. If that player has one or less cards in hand, Davriel deals two damage to them. Minus one, target player discards a card. So you can do it three times to disrupt their hand for three, or two times, or have him stick around so that it deals the damage. For three mana as well, Ashiok, Dream Render. This is, however, one plus Demir, Demir mana, blue or black. So three mana total, you get a five loyalty planeswalker, minus one. Target player puts the top four cards of their library into the graveyard, then exile opponent's graveyards. All opponents. So if your opponent is doing graveyard shenanigans, Ashiok takes care of that. 
Static ability is, spells and abilities your opponent's control cannot cause their controller to search their libraries. So their fetch lands no longer work. Their tutor cards no longer work, as long as you've got Ashiok working for you. Next, Narset, Parter of Ales. One blue-blue, five loyalty. Each opponent cannot draw more than one card each turn. So if they've got some card-drawing engines, Narset shuts that down. Minus two, look at the top four cards of your library. You may reveal a non-creature, non-land card from among them and reveal it, put it into your hand. Put the rest at the bottom of your library. Kazmina, Enigmatic Mentor for four mana, three plus a blue, gives you a five loyalty planeswalker. Minus two, create a two-two blue wizard creature token. Then draw a card and discard a card so you get to loot. Static ability, spells your opponent's cast that target a creature or planeswalker you control costs two more. That protects you. And lastly, Obnixilus, the Hate Twisted. This is three generic, plus black black, five loyalty, minus two, destroy target creature. Its controller draws two cards. So this lets you wipe out a creature, they get two cards. However, static ability, whenever an opponent draws a card, Obnixilus deals one damage to that player. So those two cards that they got cost them two damage, and every time they draw a card, it costs them one damage. That's pretty annoying. There's a lot of annoying stuff in this deck, actually, and I love it. Let's go on to the category of drawing cards. I have Discovery plus Dispersal. This is a split card. On the left half, you can pay one generic plus a Demir mana, and what you get is a sorcery, where you surveil two, then draw a card. So surveilling lets you look at two cards that are coming up, put any number of them back where they were, or into the graveyard, and the graveyard does feature in this deck as well. Then you draw a card. For the more expensive dispersal side, you pay three plus a blue and a black. Each opponent returns a non-land permanent they control with the highest converted mana cost to their hand, then discards a card. So bounce back something big to their hand, and then they must discard. So there's some amount of milling, some amount of discarding, and a lot of annoyance in this deck. And that card is from Ravnica Allegiance. Next up, Contentious Plan. One generic, one blue. Sorcery. Draw a card. Okay, two mana to draw a card, plus proliferate. So put counters on things that already have counters, like your Planeswalkers. Next, Jace's Triumph. Two plus blue. Sorcery. Draw two cards. If you control a Jace, Planeswalker, draw three cards. There's no Jaces in this deck. You can easily add one like Pirate Boy Jace from Ixalan, and then you'll be able to draw three cards. Two cards is fine, so that's in the deck. That's from War of the Spark. Misinformation Campaign. One blue and black enchantment. When the campaign enters the battlefield, you draw a card, and each opponent discards a card. So, so annoying, so fun. And whenever you surveil, return disinformation to your hand so you can do it again. There's a few surveil cards, so you'll be able to recycle it. Such as Notion Rain. Also from Guilds of Ravnica, for one, blue and black, sorcery, surveil two, then draw two cards, then Notion Rain deals two damage to you. So again, fill your graveyard if you need it, then draw the cards and do some damage, and since you've surveilled, you can return that campaign. Next from Dominaria, Dark Bargain, four mana, three plus a black, instant. Look at the top three cards of your library, put two of them into your hand, 
and the other into your graveyard, and then it deals two damage to you. So do this on their turn to draw some Greek cards, fill your graveyard, and then move on. From War of the Spark, Tamiyo's Epiphany. Four mana total for a sorcery. Scry four, then draw two cards. So look at the next cards that are coming up. Take two and put two back or at the bottom of your library. This one's so fun. Dawn from Dreams, Corset 2020. Two generic plus blue-blue sorcery. Look at the top seven cards of your library. Put two of them in your hand, the rest at the bottom of your library. Fun. Once you've used up all of these instants and sorceries, the Mirari Conjecture comes in. This is from Dominaria. Four plus a blue. It's a saga. First chapter. Return target instant card from your graveyard to your hand. Second chapter. Do the same thing, but for a sorcery. Third chapter. Until end of turn, whenever you cast an instant or sorcery, copy it. And then choose new targets. So drawing two cards? Now nah, let me draw four cards for the price of one. More card draw engines? Curious Obsession. This is an enchantment aura for one blue from Rivals of Ixalan. You enchant a creature. It gets plus one. And whenever it deals damage, you may draw a card. If you didn't attack, however, the enchantment gets destroyed. And lastly in card draw, search for Ascanta. One in a blue, legendary enchantment. At the beginning of your upkeep, look at the top card of your library. You may put it into your graveyard. Then if you have seven or more cards in your graveyard, you may transform the search. So it lets you sort of surveil, actually. And once your library is full, you may flip it if you want to get Azkanta, the Sunken Ruin, Legendary Land. Tap for a blue mana, or blue, two, and tap. Look at the top four cards of your library. Reveal a non-creature, non-land card. Put it into your hand, put the rest at the bottom. So some nice card filtering and drawing. Next up, every Demir deck needs some counter spells. So we've got Essence Capture from Ravnica Allegiance. Blue, blue, counter a creature spell and then put a plus one counter on your creature. Or Quench, one in a blue. Counter target spell unless its controller pays two. What about Negate? Good old Negate, one in a blue, counter target non-creature spell, without any stipulations. No escape, two in a blue, instant, counter target creature or planeswalker spell. If you counter it, exile it, and then scry one. Wizards retort, one blue blue, Instant, counter spell. Counter a target spell. It costs one less if you control a wizard. There's only one wizard in this deck, so expect to pay usually three for that counter spell. Thought Collapse, also three mana. Counter target spell. Its controller puts the top three cards of their library into their graveyard. So add a little insult to injury. And the last counter spell, Sinister Sabotage. Also three mana. Counter a spell and then surveil one. So dig through your own library to find what you want. So if a creature does happen to get through your defenses of counters, here's some kill spells. Walk the plank. Black, black. Destroy target non-Merfolk creature. No one plays Merfolk in Commander, so that should work pretty well. Or cast down. One and a black instant. Destroy target non-legendary creature. So this won't be able to deal with their Commander, but just about everything else. Murder will take care of everything else. One black black. Destroy target creature. What about a Liliana's Triumph? One in a black. Each opponent sacrifices a creature. 
If you control a Liliana Planeswalker, each opponent also discards a card. There's no Liliana in this deck, but you can easily add one because we're in her colors. Next, Eviscerate. Three and a black, destroy target creature. Or how about Unholy Hunger? Three black black, this is from Ultimate Masters, instant destroy target creature. Spell Mastery. If there are two or more instants and or sorceries in your graveyard, you gain two life. To kill their creature, gain some life. And lastly, in the kill spells, Obnixilis's Cruelty. For three mana, instantly give a creature minus five, minus five, and exile it if it dies. There's an instant, so you can do it on their turn as soon as they summon their precious creature. What I like to do in this deck is uh, annoy, I mean uh, dominate, uh, I mean manipulate my opponent. So for example, Entrancing Melody. Here's a whole set of cards that really messes with them. This is X, blue, blue. Sorcery, gain control of target creature with converted mana cost of X. So you pay double blue plus a little bit more mana to steal their creature. How about mass manipulation? X, X, blue, 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 blue. This is definitely a late game card because you'll be able to gain control of X target creatures and or planeswalkers. I use this to steal some of my opponent's best creatures. It's so much fun. What about in Bolas's Clutches? Legendary Enchantment. Four blue blue. Enchant Permanent. You control Enchanted Permanent. Enchanted Permanent is legendary. So steal anything that they have, including lands. Nice. A little bit weirder and more powerful. Command the Dread Horde. Sorcery. Four black black. Choose any number of target creature and or planeswalker cards in any graveyard. Command, the Dread Horde, deals damage to you equal to the total converted mana cost. Put them into the battlefield under your control, so steal everyone's creatures that have died. Or what about Mnemonic Betrayal? One blue-black sorcery. Exile all cards from all opponents' graveyards. You may cast those cards this turn, and you may spend mana as though it were mana of any type to cast those spells. At the end of the next end step, if any of those cards remain exiled, return them to the graveyard, and then exile the betrayal. So steal every card from every graveyard and then pay generic mana for any of them. So fun. Next, the Eldest Reborn. Another saga. Five mana total. Chapter 1. Each opponent sacrifices a creature, or planeswalker. Chapter 2. Each opponent discards a card. Chapter 3. Put target creature, or planeswalker card from a graveyard into the battlefield under your control. So again, steal a bunch of things. That's one of the great things that I like to do in this deck. Well, if you need to go find some of those fun cards, I've got a bunch of tutors. No, not the big expensive ones. So, Diabolic Tutor, two black black, this is from Kaladesh. Sorcery, search your library for a card and put it into your hand, then shuffle. So you don't have to show your opponent Unlike almost every other search spell, these tutors that I'm going to talk about keep your card hidden. Next up, Mastermind's Acquisition from Rivals of Ixalan. Same casting cost, but you can choose. Search your library for a card, put it into your hand, then shuffle. Or choose a card you own from outside the game, put it into your hand. Razaketh's Right. Three black black. Search your library for a card, put it into your hand, then shuffle. Again, no need to reveal. If you don't want this card, just play a just pay a black at any time to cycle it, meaning discard it and then draw a new card. 
Dark Petition. Same casting cost of five. Sorcery. This is from Magic Origins. Search your library for a card and put it into your hand, then shuffle. Okay, what about Spell Mastery? If there are two or more instant and or sorcery cards in your graveyard, add three black mana to your mana pool. So you get some free mana to actually cast the card you just looked for. And lastly, Final Parting. Five mana also. Sorcery. Search your library for two cards. Put one into your hand and the other into your graveyard. So put some stuff in the graveyard for later. For example, Bond of Revival. Five mana, one black, four generic. Return target creature card from your graveyard to the battlefield. It gains haste until your next turn. So if you've got some really good, big, expensive creatures in your graveyard, you can summon them a lot faster. Here's a few more cards to mess with your opponent. Icy Manipulator from Dominaria. Four mana for an artifact. Pay one and a tap to tap target artifact, creature, or land. That's a classic card that really messes with your opponent. A newer card, God Pharaoh Statue, an artifact for six, forces your opponents to pay two more mana to cast their spells. And at the beginning of your end step, each opponent loses one life. Lastly, for some real fun shenanigans, Bolus's Citadel from War of the Spark. Three, black, 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 legendary artifact. You may look at the top card of your library anytime. You may play the top card of your library. If you cast a spell this way, pay life equal to its converted mana cost rather than its mana cost. So whenever you could legally play a card, you can play it with the bo- with the Citadel. So on their turn, if you see a land at the top of your deck, no, you cannot play it. But on your turn, if you've already drawn a card, you can look, you've got a land there, play it. Or play an instant on their turn. And lastly, tap. Sacrifice 10 non-land permanents to then deal 10 damage to every opponent. All right, lastly, the creatures. Ugin's Conjurant. This is an X casting cost creature, Spirit Monk. It's a 0-0, but it enters the battlefield with X plus 1 counters. So later on in the game, you can make this critter really big when you've got a lot of mana. And any damage dealt to it just decreases the counters. Spectral Sailor. One blue mana. It has flash. It's a 1-1. It's a flyer. And then you pay 4 mana to draw a card. So you can flash the creature in for some quick blocking or pay for more cards. Yarox Fenlurker. Black, black. Creature Horror. It's a 1-1. But when it enters the battlefield, each opponent exiles a card from their hand. Then as you pay one black and two more anytime, as many times as you want, it gets plus one, plus one until end of turn. Cloudkin Seer. This is an elemental wizard. So this will help reduce the casting cost of your wizard's retort. This is a 2-1 for two and a blue. And when it enters the battlefield, draw a card. Audacious Thief. Two and a black, two, two. When it attacks, draw a card and you lose a life. So as soon as it attacks, you draw a card. It doesn't have to do damage. I love that. Dread Presence. Four mana. Three, three for a creature nightmare. Whenever a swamp enters the battlefield under your control, choose one. You draw a card and you lose one life. Or the presence deals two damage to any target and you gain two life. So just by playing a land after the presence is on the battlefield, you can do some amazing things. 
Ravenous Chupacabra. Two black black, it's a 2-2. When it enters the battlefield, destroy target creature. So you get a body and you take out their biggest threat. Rescuer Sphinx. Two blue blue, it's a 3-2 with flying. When it enters the battlefield, you may return a non-land permanent you control to its owner's hand. If you do, the Sphinx enters with a plus one plus one, so you could get a four three by returning your creature. Imagine returning your Chupacabra back to your hand to do its shenanigans again. Sphinx of Foresight, two blue blue. It's a four four. But check this out, you may reveal this card from your opening hand. If you do, scry three at the beginning of your next upkeep. So show this card off as soon as it's your turn, then you'll be able to scry. It's got flying, and then at the beginning of your upkeep after it's been summoned, scry one. So keep crafting your perfect draws. Here's a really fun card, Massacre Girl. She's a three, black black, four four, with menace. When she enters the battlefield, each other creature gets minus one minus one counter until end of turn. Each other creature gets minus one minus one. Whenever a creature dies this turn, each creature other than Massacre Girl gets a minus one minus one. I have cleared the whole board of four players' creatures with Massacre Girl. She's amazing. The chain reaction of death just keeps going and going. Nezahal, Primal Tide, five blue blue. Now we're getting to some of these creatures that might be a little large, so you might want to get them out of the graveyard. This is a legendary Elder Dinosaur, 7-7. Seven, seven. Cannot be countered if summoned normally. Now you have no maximum hand size, and whenever an opponent casts a non-creature spell, draw a card. Lastly, discard three cards, exile Nazahal, and then it comes back at the beginning of the next end step, so you'll be able to protect it. The final creature is Artisan of Kozalek. This is from Ultimate Masters. This is a nine casting cost Eldrazi, and it's a ten-nine creature. When you cast it, you may return target creature card from your graveyard to the battlefield. So it brings a friend if you pay the full cost. And then when it attacks, Annihilator 2. Defending player sacrifices two permanents. Lastly, how would you like a 2020 creature? You can get it with Chainer's Torment. This is another saga. Chapter 1. Chainer's Torment deals two damage to each opponent and you gain two life. Chapter 2, same thing. So your opponents will, will lose up to four life, you'll gain up to four. Chapter 3, create an XX Black Nightmare Horror Creature token, where X is half your life total, rounded up. It deals X damage to you. So I have cast this card, no joke, on turn 4. And then eventually I was able to summon a 21-21 creature that totally ran over my opponents. It was glorious. So there you go, that was my commander deck. You can definitely tweak it to make it brawl legal as of this recording, and it should still be pretty legal after rotation at the end of the year. But then I'd love to hear how you would change it in the comments. This episode has been a little bit different than usual, no talk of arena. But once Brawl comes to Arena, this deck could work there with some tweaks. Again, I'd love to hear about it. This has been VM Campos, and I'll see you in the Arena.